When I was young, I kissed dating goodbye. That meant I hung out with female friends, but only in groups. In my early 20s, a kind, compassionate, beautiful young woman caught my eye. And the first time I called her without a good excuse, she told me to talk to her father first. I knew what a meeting with her dad meant. We would start a supervised relationship for the purpose of marriage, a courtship. I worked up the courage to call her dad and arranged a meeting. I met her dad and he drilled me with questions to determine if I was worthy. At that point, I had never been one-on-one -on -one with her and didn't know her well. But what I did know, I liked, so I assured him I was serious. And after our meeting, he told me he'd think about it. I suffered a few sleepless nights as I waited for his permission to pursue his daughter. Once permission came, I knew I'd experience all the happiness promised in those courtship books I'd read all those years. I believed courting the right way. Uh, if I did that, God was guaranteed to bless my relationship. I didn't know it at the time, but I was following a relational prosperity gospel. After a while, I got word that her parents were planning to move across the country. She was living with her uh, folks and had decided to leave with them, and I was devastated. I didn't want her to leave. I sought counsel from my courtship-minded friends, and they thought I hadn't given the relationship enough effort, enough heart, or enough commitment. I decided I needed to give her a reason to stay, so I started shopping for engagement rings. I scheduled a meeting with her father and to ask for her hand in marriage. My insides trembled as I told him that I loved his daughter and that I wanted to stick by her through thick and thin. He stared at me for a moment and then said, Thomas, what makes you think you're good enough for my daughter? Then he went through my life piece by piece and pointed out each area where I wasn't good enough. No aspect of my life was beyond his critical gaze. He attacked my competence, my character, my theology, my love, my finances, my politics, everything. I sat there too stunned to speak. None of this had come up in our previous meetings. And in the end, he said that while he didn't think I was, he didn't think I was good enough for his daughter, but he'd ask her anyway. Which, as you can imagine, no one likes being asked to be married by their dad. And she said no as well. I came into that meeting with the highest of hopes and left in the lowest place I'd ever been before or since. I felt so numb, I couldn't even cry. I felt like a total failure. I had been examined and found wanting, not only by this man, but by his daughter as well. My whole life, I had tried to be the kind of man that would appeal to this kind of man, and I failed. So what was the point? I ran away to Russia, <laughs> hoping to get away from my pain, and it followed me all the way. God met me in that darkness, though, and while I was too numb to notice at the time, but looking back, I see how deeply he showered me with love. One of the passages that came to mind in this season was from the Gospel of Matthew, where Jesus says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Jesus was calling me to forgive. He didn't call me to do anything he was unwilling to do himself. Had I been rejected? Yes, but he had been rejected more. Was I hated? Sure, but he had been hated more. As he hung, bleeding on a cross, he looked out to the people who were killing him 
and said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they are doing. For me, following Jesus meant following him and offering forgiveness. I don't think I could have done it on my own, but I prayed and I told God that I forgave this man for hurting me so deeply. I wish I could say that angels started singing and I felt better. But I was in so much pain that all that happened was that I felt perhaps a little less numb. Jesus said, but to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. Resentment kept welling up in my heart like blood from an open wound. And when memories of that terrible day came, God gave me the grace to pray for and even to bless this man who had hurt me. Jesus showed me that the only way to fight hate is with love. The only way to fight darkness is with light. The way to respond when harmed is with forgiveness. Through forgiveness and blessing, God brought enough healing in my heart that I was able to try romantic relationships again. I had to go back to those same points of pain the second time around, but this time things were different because I was different because the work God had done in my heart. Thanks to Jesus for showing me how to forgive while hanging on that cross.